Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. For number three, Betting Across America right here on VSIN, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We're going to have Jeff Jarrett join us here in just a moment. But right now, they have not kicked off yet in the second half in Ann Arbor, 14 13 there. Uh, Wake Forest, you mentioned, up 24 10 on BC in Georgia right now, still all over. Uh, Georgia Tech. Let's start off with the Michigan-Ohio State game here, Wes. With what you've seen in the first half here of that 14-13 game, you can give those numbers again in case somebody wants to get out there before this kickoff in the second half. Do you think like the under is maybe a live in-game play here? Because they still got to 27 points, but mm-hmm. Ohio State did have to kick two field goals. Yeah, and and look, they haven't been able to finish drives in the red zone. Right now it's 31 at BetMGM, so adjusted total 58. I think it closed like around... 63 and a half, 64. Michigan running the ball much better than the Buckeyes, though, in the first half. Okay, so we'll see how that second half plays out in Ann Arbor. But we love having a former WWE superstar. Check out his podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Real Jeff Jarrett. He is Double J Jeff Jarrett. But, Jeff, I can't do it right. Wes Reynolds, hit it. Well, we have joining us right here on Visa and Dave. We have the king of the mountain. Okay. We have the chosen one. All right. We have the six-time NWA world champion, That's the four-time WCW world champion, Woo! six-time intercontinental champion in WWE and a WWE Hall of Famer. That is Double J, Jeff Jarrett. It is always great to have Jeff Jarrett join the program talking SEC football. Jeff, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanks for taking the time to join us once again, and we love having you here on Visa. Oh, I love being on here, guys. I appreciate it. I guess we're going to make peace this weekend since it's a holiday festive weekend. So, <laughs> Dave, I, I'll go easy on the Hoosier. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all good, man. I had a great turkey day. I'm actually – I'm not in uh, – for folks that uh, have caught, caught this uh, the last couple of times I've been on, I have no video components today because I'm in Winston-Salem, North Carolina oh, at a wrestling convention. Uh, it's called WrestleCade. It's an annual tradition. I know it's rivalry week, so I'll tie it into – you know, we got Alabama, all, excuse me, Alabama, Auburn, Vandy, Tennessee, Kentucky, Louisville, all the good rivals. Well, this is an annual tradition here in the wrestling industry in the South. All kinds of folks, uh, over 150 wrestlers here. It's a three-day convention. So I uh, had a great turkey day, uh, cooked a great uh, big old 20-pound turkey, and then I headed over here to uh, Carolina. So. Oh. That is, I appreciate you guys having me on. I hope you had a good holiday. Oh, we did. But, Jeff, very quickly, because Wes and I have been talking about rivalry uh, week all day here, obviously, with these games today. So, before we get to the SEC talk, who's the biggest rival that walks in there at the wrestling convention that you kind of stand up a little bit straighter when you see that wrestler? 
Oh, my man, Kurt Angle. It's it's that that's a, such an easy question. Uh, we, we we went round and round and round. Uh, Stinger's here as well. Sting's here. Um, Kurt Angle's here, and I've b- both faced both those guys through the years. But man, it's uh, like a who's who. I've got to see a lot of folks over here. Jerry the King Lawler, who I grew up um, idolizing candidly when I was a young tyke, and then later years got to work with him. But he's here, so lots of folks. I mean, literally, it's it's. Um, like I said, over 150 wrestlers from all ages. From uh, there's there's guys that are up in there in their 70s and 80s. So it's a lot of fun, like a reunion. But uh, the fans come out. And it really is a cool weekend. Jeff mentioned in the King there, Jerry Lawler. Of course, Jeff uh, started his time in the wrestling industry right down there in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, one thing you notice about wrestlers, Dave, if they came through Memphis, they know how to throw punches oh, in yeah. the wrestling ring. Uh, Jeff and and. Jerry the King Lawler, Bill Dundee, Austin Idol, those guys knew how to throw punches because sometimes you see some of these young guys today don't really make it convincing, but, man, they made it really convincing back in the day. Well, we don't want to see punches between uh, Auburn and Alabama in the Iron Bowl today, Jeff, but you know it's going to be physical in this football game today. Now, Alabama's laying 20 and a half here on the road at at Auburn in this Iron Bowl. What do you make of this matchup? And, again, to your point about with the wrestlers and certain guys that you have this history with, the history with these two two schools is so deep that, Jeff, you know it means everything to these kids to win this Iron Bowl. And that's exactly why, Bama, and you guys know, uh, the last couple of times I've been on there, I've said that uh, when that field goal went through at A&M, it was a game changer for Kirby. It was a game changer for the SEC. Candidly, it's a game changer for all the football because Saban was, was going to double down and get his team going. But, you know, I don't want to say I'm eating my words yet because they, 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 they're still winning, but, man, they're just not an interior both ways, defensive, offensive, interior line. That's their issue. And I, I do not think because of all the marbles on the table, and like you said, Auburn, it, you know, they need a good showing in so many ways. Bama will not cover. They will Ooh. they will win, but they're not covered. I, I know that's uh, – um, I got two teams that I don't think are going to cover that I, I rarely go against. I try to uh, go the other way, but uh, and I don't think my, my I don't want to jump ahead, guys. But if you don't mind, the balls aren't covering either. And, oh. and for them to be favored, for them to be favored thirty-one, and I just read a stat. This is the most points they've scored in twenty years in a season. But then they're favored by Vandy over thirty-one. They're not covering. So that's my two hot picks, fellas. Yeah, the we talk about a first-year head coach in the rivalry. Two of them there with Clark Lee in Nashville and Josh Heupel in Knoxville. Yeah, that is an absolutely big number. But, Jeff, you mentioned the Alabama game at Texas A&M, and, and the Aggies are going to be on the road at LSU. You've been following SEC football your whole life. Look, you don't get a honeymoon when you're a coach no. at one of those programs, and it's now going to be over after tonight for Coach O down there in Baton Rouge. But do you think they have one more in them to send Coach out? O out a winner? About six, six and a half right now is what I'm seeing the number Aggies laying in Baton Rouge. You stole my line, dude. Do you think there's any chance? I don't. At home, Coach O going out. They, I, I, what's the line on this one? Is it seven, six? What'd you say? I went think it's went seven, down to about, about six, six, six and a half. So a little bit of support for LSU early. Yeah, LSU will cover. Mm. There's no that that, that that they they will that they're gonna win, they're gonna outright win, Coach O. They're they're just not going out. Um, they're they're gonna win one point. They they will. I, I I think there's if you really know the inside baseball on all this, there is a lot of mixed emotions going on in Baton Rouge. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh, that that's a great call. And again, so so far, Jeff, you're going with points. We're taking the points with Auburn. We're taking the points with Vanderbilt against Tennessee. And we're taking the points here with LSU. But you say you might not even need the points. Just sprinkle a little bit on that money line with LSU against Texas A&M. Let's say if let's see if you stay on that track here, Double J, because you've got Clemson laying eleven and a half against South Carolina. Now, Wes, my partner to my left, I know he likes the Gamecocks today. Jeff, what about you? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, the whole showing in Florida and that whole game in South Carolina—they're just they're in one of those years or they're or one of those runs where you know they're in the toughest league in the country and and getting pounded. Week after week, it's just look. Clemson, Dabo had you know some losses on his record this year. They're they're just too strong. Dabo. Oh gosh, I'm sitting here trying to think. Guys, I took notes early this morning on my flight from Cleveland in, and I don't have it with me. But I'm trying to recall. I do my homework for you guys. Cleveland. Uh, I mean, shoot, Clemson 
What's the line? It's 11 and a half right now at South Carolina yeah. in the Palmetto yeah, yeah, Bowl. I, I, yeah, they're, yeah they, 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 they're covering. Okay, they're covering. You're, you're laying the 11 and a half. By the way, I didn't even know it was the Palmetto Bowl. Uh, Wes had to inform me of that, Jeff. They have great names for these games here. So you're going to go with Dabo to lay that, that number against South Carolina. And then we do have one more game that we do want to pick your brain on very quickly, uh, and that is Kentucky against Louisville here, and the Ville is laying three. I mean, Double J, Kentucky, great story, beginning of the year. Is this a little whoosh, slap in the face, a little disrespectful to get the three points against Louisville? I do. I think so. And Stoops has, I mean, the program, you know, a big blue basketball, obviously born and raised in Nashville, and you just hear about, you know, the big blue nation and basketball, basketball. But, but Stoops has turned that program around in so many ways. Uh, and look, they ha- again, I'm going to go back to when you're playing SEC week in, week out, and not only that, the recruiting trail, you're competing year after year after re- year to get the good players, and, and it's just so highly competitive. But Stoops has turned it around. Stoops will he'll show his uh, ACC counterpart about 100 miles away over in, in Louisville. Uh, Big Blue's winning. Jeff, uh, let's uh, flip it forward, actually, to next week. Obviously, Alabama and Georgia still in Georgia in progress. Alabama going to play the Iron Bowl later. But we know that that's going to be the game in Atlanta, Georgia next week mm-hmm. between Georgia and Alabama for all the marbles in the SEC. Georgia has basically been put out there as like a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama. What do you make of that matchup next week in Atlanta? Can you better begin Saban in a money game? Yes, maybe, maybe not. I just don't think you can. And with the quarterback play, Bryce, I mean, with, with Bama, I just don't know. Yes, Georgia defense, and you look at all the statistics and how well they played, and they do have a, a monster defense. But you just, you, I just don't think you can bet against Saban. And, and look, again, I said at the top of the call, the interior lineman uh, on both sides of the ball has been an issue uh, really throughout the season. They just have not put it together. I just think they're going to get it together coaching-wise, playing-wise, and uh, it'll be a tight one. Uh, but I think Georgia by a field goal. I mean, uh, Bama by a field goal. Okay, very quickly, we've got about 90 second le- seconds left here with Jeff Jarrett. And, and, Jeff, I'm watching Michigan right now up by eight on Ohio State. I know you're an SEC guy. Let's say Michigan holds on and wins this game and plays either Georgia or Alabama in the college football playoff. Do you give a chance to any team from the north to beat one of your southern teams? Two, slim and none. <laughs> and slim just left town, apparently. Bingo. There is no chance. And look, again, I'm over here signing autographs. I have not had my phone on. I did for this call. Are you telling me that Hardball has got the Buckeyes? Can you believe it? Behind the eight ball? Can you what, believe what, it? What quarter are we? We're in the third quarter at Double J. Right now, they're up by eight on Ohio State. And that scenario could play out against one of your teams down there between either Georgia or Alabama if this game's holds. You guys don't even know. You just gave me marching orders because I'm walking right in and talking to Scott Steiner. He's a University of Michigan <laughs> alum, and he will be doing uh, – well, I can't do cartwheels anymore. But, Big uh, Papa Pump is going to be doing some push-ups after hearing this score. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Jeff, you thanks. You ain't kidding, man. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us all season long. Enjoy that wrestling convention. It's so great that you're out there with the fans. Uh, you're always welcome here on VEASAN with me and Wes. Hey, guys, all kidding aside, I really appreciate it. I apologize. That no video today. I was prepared on the flight this morning because I always look forward to it, but I didn't have my gamers together, but you can mark it down. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VSIN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VSIN.com. Slash NFL. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. It was awesome to have Jeff Jarrett, the former WWE superstar, join us uh, last segment. Hopefully, you were able to tune in for that. He didn't call you slap nuts this time. He did not. He was in a, a festive holiday mood uh, down there, meeting the people down there at WrestleCade in Winston Salem, North Carolina. He was talking about this is a little convention. There's a lot of Hall wow. of Fame wrestlers on that bill. Along with Jeff Jarrett as well. Yeah, so let's give out his plays here because we, we just ran out, out of time there at the end. But I know he likes Auburn today plus the points. Mm-hmm. He likes Vanderbilt plus the points. He likes uh, LSU straight up and sprinkle a little bit on the money line to get an outright win there. Won't need the points. He likes Dabo to cover against South Carolina. And he also likes Kentucky getting the small number against Louisville. And he also said, look, with the Big Ten champion, what will they yes. do against Georgia, Alabama, and gave it slim and none, and slim just left town. So uh, I will defend the okay. honor of the Big Ten Conference. Maybe uh, he, I noticed he didn't say that right in front of Big Papa Pump, though, he Scott Steiner, because uh, uh, the big bad booty daddy, as Scott <laughs> Steiner called himself in WCW, of course, is a Michigan alum. Liking this score right now, 21-13, to 10.05 left to go in the third quarter. Wolverines now favorite in the game, minus two and a half, minus a dollar twenty-five, fifty-nine and a half on the total. If you want to do the money line, minus two and a quarter for the Wolverines. It's going to get interesting here in the second half because again, it's an eight-point lead. But if this were to hold, right, and we say that this is a college football playoff game that we're essentially watching, right? It's a playing game. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what, what people might say about a two-loss Ohio State team. Now we're not going to get there yet. We'll see how this plays out. But that's where it could really get interesting because Michigan. As a one loss, if they can go ahead and uh, and win this game and win the, the the Big Ten championship against Wisconsin, but it, let's say they win this game and they don't win against Wisconsin, Whoa. then you have got real chaos oh here my. in uh, terms of who is going to make it. Look, assuming uh, it, even if Georgia, I think, loses to Alabama, Georgia would still be in that top four. So you'd have two from the SEC. You got to think Cincinnati, if they go ahead and close it out, would be in. And then who's going to be that fourth team? A Big Twelve team? Or a two-loss Big Ten team. And speaking of Georgia, now finally ahead of the number here, 345 left to go, 38 nothing over Georgia Tech. This is how you get to chaos, chaos scenarios. And right now Michigan just stopped Ohio State with another sack, so they're going to have to punt here. Eight-point lead for the Wolverines. And again, we'll, we'll talk about these domino effects if this lead holds, but this is a huge game, obviously not just for bragging rights, not just because it's Michigan and Ohio State, but for the college football playoff and potentially how that affects the Notre Dames, the Oklahomas, Oklahoma State's. And the rest of the team's trying to find their way into the college football We playoff. mentioned at the top of the show about this game. It was going to be key for Michigan. They've got uh, two first-rounders in Aiden Hutchinson and also Ajabo. And they're getting pressure on C.J. Stroud. They are getting to him. And that was going to be a big key in this game. And now Ohio State is going to be forced to punt. So they're beating the Ohio State. They're, they're winning up front. 
Right. And that's what Michigan had to do. And they really on both sides of the ball, the offensive line has been able to run the ball. If you look at what they've done so far, 24 carries for 190 yards. Nobody runs on Ohio State no. like that. They give up barely more than 100 yards a game on the ground. And they're also dominating in terms of at the point of the attack on defense, getting a lot of sacks here are the Michigan Wolverines, I believe. Uh, what did that put them up to? I don't have the defensive stats, but they've They're gotten C.J. Stroud several times, and Hutchinson forces them to punt there. And, and again, the the the, uh, the tentacles of this game, we've been talking about it here since we came on this morning with a Heisman Trophy here with C.J. Stroud. Now, look, you're looking for a Heisman moment. If it wasn't the first half against, against Sparty, maybe it would be if they're down by eight or more. We'll see how this drive from Michigan turns out here. And he's able to bring them back. Maybe that could cement the Heisman Trophy. But right now, to me... C.J. Stroud at minus 200 at pre-flop, mm-hmm. it's not looking so good. No. It's really not looking so good. And that's why we said last week, wait a minute, don't forget about Bryce Young. Let's see what he does in the Iron Bowl later on today. But there are so many tentacles from what would be a huge upset, not necessarily in the minds of you and I, because I think we both like Michigan in this game, mm-hmm. but certainly in the college football playoff, chaos could begin if this well, lead holds. And I feel like Michigan is going old school Michigan here. That's the Michigan I think you and I grew up watching. Yes, both Pound the ball, yeah. win at the line of scrimmage at the point of attack on both sides of the ball, and that's what they're absolutely doing right now. Let's stay in the Big Ten here and preview some games getting ready to go, and that is Penn State against Michigan State. And we mentioned it when we saw the, uh, the live shot here about a half hour ago. It looks like you think there's snow in Ann Arbor. Oh, my goodness. Right now, East Lansing, they're getting their share as well. Penn State... Coming in, uh, laying four, four and a half, five up in, in some places here because of the issues that Michigan State is having with with health. They got a lot mm-hmm. of guys that just can't go because of the flu. So again, it, it's always interesting when you look at a depleted roster in Michigan State and you wonder where their heads are at after getting blown out in the shoe last week by Ohio State. Now they're getting five and a half at, at home. Can you make a case for the Spartans at all? You might at this number because obviously I think if you are laying this right now with Penn State – you're absolutely late to the party. This was right. one and a half. This was two, you know, but they have a flu bug and a rash of injuries. And uh, look, they were speculating that there was going to be as many as 20 players right now. I'm kind of looking up to see how many of these players are in fact are officially out. I don't know if they've necessarily confirmed all this, but it's obviously been taken into account with the number here. So uh, uh, both their main receivers are going to be questionable. So if they miss here, it's already been changed. This is probably something I'm going to leave alone at this okay. standpoint. If you miss the good number, maybe you can get involved in terms of an end game. Because look, uh, Penn State. Yeah, I usually I wanted to go kind of against both of these teams because James Franklin just signed the big contract at right. Durham State College. Mel Tucker going to stay in East Lansing, so it's like you get that nice fat contract, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you kind of come up lame the next game. So. I wanted to go really against both teams, but they're playing each other, but I'm going to stay out of this one for now. You know, and again, we had Jeff Jarrett on uh, in the last segment. He was so nice to you today, didn't call you slap nuts, and he stayed away from your Hoosiers. I'm not trying to be, you know, the Kurt Angle here, mm-hmm. but I do think we You're have to being talk- the heel here, Dave. Uh, we got to talk about your alma mater a little bit here against Purdue today, and obviously, as you can imagine, Purdue laying a rather large number here in the Battle of Indiana. They don't call it that, though, do they? They call it the Old Oaken Bucket, and and they uh, play for this every year. Indiana's had that bucket a lot more recently, but Purdue, obviously, a big favorite. Look, uh, in terms of a point spread team and not just an outright record, which is bad enough at 2-9, and nine, Indiana 2-9 and nine against the number this year, failed oh. to cover by 10.3 points a game. And look, Indiana, last two games at home, got blown out by Rutgers. Got blown out by Minnesota. So it's like, what case can you make for Indiana? I really can't because of the offensive categories. The only case I can make for Indiana is the case that the voice of the Hoosiers made, and he's not a homer. Don Fisher's been doing it since like 1972 in Bloomington. It's a rivalry game, and anything can happen. That was about the only case because he was asked that very question in a radio interview I heard on a show in Indianapolis early in the week. And he was like, look, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. But obviously, this team, the schedule caught up with them. I think a much tougher schedule. And I also think the injuries really caught up with them. They are absolutely banged up. They had two running backs go in the portal right at the beginning of the season. Really no depth, no experience there. And then if you look at behind Stephen Carr, the USC transfer, quarterback, uh, we know Michael Penix. 
went out for the year, has not come back. Jack Tuttle got hurt, their second-string quarterback. So right now they are splitting reps between a true freshman quarterback, Donovan McCauley, and a sophomore walk-on from Noblesville, Indiana, named Grant Grimmel. So this is a, a beat-up team. Purdue could maybe improve to a better bowl destination with the win. They're already bowl eligible. Unders 8-3 and three in Purdue games this year, despite the fact that they're top 10 in passing offense. So, uh, you know, under, I could definitely see uh, a lean there. I don't know how Indiana is really going to score against a very good Purdue defense. Currently seeing 50 and a half at BetMGM. That'd be the way I look. It seems like the Hoosiers have gotten some support, though. I'm seeing down to some 14 and a halves in the market. So, look, we're going to see if Indiana is going to pack it in. You know, they're ready for a disappointing season to be over. I just don't have the stomach to take the Hoosiers. All I'm going to say is this. I went to get the, the sheets that Brian Ortega had given me on the, all these rivalries. He had mm-hmm. nothing on the old wooden bucket. because he Old figured, oaken bucket. Oak, oaken bucket. And, and and the thing is, is I don't know if that's just because he didn't want to bring it up, but I did think the graphics have had the old oak and bucket. Yeah, where you have the chains in terms of the I's and the P's. Uh, uh, there it is. Uh, yeah, and there you graphic. go. Uh, Purdue looking to hang another P on that. By the way, the trophy originated in 1925. First meeting was 1891. So, What's uh, an oaken bucket? It's it's a bucket uh, made of, of oak, oak, Dave. It's an oaken bucket. Yes. It just seems like an odd thing to be playing for. But we're going to see how that plays out today and who gets the old oaken bucket. Right now, in the game, Michigan pulling out all the stops. Harvall caught a flea flicker. They've got a second and goal, I believe, right now in Ohio State territory. So this thing is its getting very interesting, Wes. And again, mm-hmm. we started off the day talking. We knew, obviously, how big this game was. But I think most people still thought, oh, Ohio State wins. They always beat Harbaugh. They go to the college football playoff. Done. Not so fast. A lot of things potentially changing and changing the landscape of college football. And they're starting to have a it's little break here. Uh Ohio State, let's just be honest, they're getting pumped by Michigan on both sides of the ball. Michigan has been the more physical and tougher team, and it's showing as Michigan now going to have second goal, try to go up two scores on the Buckeyes. When we come back, it's time to play our game of buy, sell, or hold in the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Cyber Monday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you're also going to receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. I did get some notes on the old oaken bucket. Mm-hmm. I, I will just say this for America. I have a confession made. I thought it was the old oak and bucket. I didn't know it was the old oaken mm-hmm. bucket, so I'm still not quite sure what that is. But that notwithstanding, we mentioned Michigan and that it's it looks like it's starting to happen. I know you don't want to say it too loudly if you're a Michigan backer because there's still a lot of time to go in this game. They now have a two-score lead here as they go back and get six more punched in the PAT. They got a 15-point lead against the Buckeyes. They do, and and look, uh, Michigan beating Ohio State over the head with a bucket right now and absolutely out physical in this team. We had a little fracas at the end. Uh, looked like an Ohio State defender pulled a helmet off, but... Just looking at the game right now, Michigan, 381 yards, Ohio State just 266. Michigan, 7.6 yards of carry on the road. That, I think, if there is a surprising thing, not even the result, the fact that they've been able to run it so easily on Ohio State. Michigan, by the way, at BetMGM, 8.5, 61.5, the current number. And let's get you updated on a couple more scores. Looks like we are heading to a Wake Forest pit matchup. In the ACC championship game, Demon Deacons all over BC. I know BC was battling a little bit of a flu bug here. Two minutes left to go in the third. Now 34-10. to Houston pulling away from UConn. 6-0-2 left to go in the third quarter. Houston 31-10. They'll, of course, get Cincinnati in the American championship game next week. Cougars minus 28.5, 57.5 on the in-game total. Georgia 38-0 over Georgia Tech. Uh, Yellow Jackets not been able to get off the board. Uh, Georgia, Georgia minus 44.5, 45.5. On the in-game total, Baylor now in the fourth quarter, 20-10 to over Texas Tech. Hmm. Recall, 
Baylor's still very much alive to yes, get in that they Big are. 12 championship game. They need the Sooners, who they defeated a couple weeks ago, to go ahead and lose in Bedlam tonight. And then it'll be Baylor and Oklahoma State for the Marbles in the Big 12. All right, before we get to buy, sell, or hold very quickly here in the Pac-12, I want to go back because we're just talking about this Michigan lead here, 15-point deficit here. Uh, by the way, in the history of this series, no team has ever come back from 15 points or more to win in the game. So just just marinate on that for a second here with that. Yeah, even that trend's going to test the nation's number one offense, who has 13 points right now, 278 yards. But it's been the defense that's that's really given it up for Ohio State so far. Okay, so if Michigan can hold on this to this lead, they would win the East, and then we presumably they would play Wisconsin. But wait a second. The, the Badgers got to play on the road today against Minnesota. So all of a sudden here, lane seven here on the road, we know how, how much better Wisconsin has played uh, down the stretch, certainly with Graham Mertz, not asking him to do as much as they did earlier in the season here. Boy, you hate to look ahead, mm-hmm. but I wonder if Wisconsin well, is in that look ahead here spot. Here is uh, some stats on a rivalry here. By the way, Minnesota-Wisconsin, the oldest rivalry in all of FBS. First what? played this game in, I believe, 1890, 130 meetings between the two teams. Very close series, too. Wisconsin, 62, 60, and eight ties here. Wisconsin has won now two in a row. They won 14 in a row from 04 to 17. They play now for Paul Bunyan's axe. The first trophy, actually, in this one was a slab of bacon. What? That uh, disappeared after a 1943 game. Oh, somebody ate it. Yeah, yeah, because it never got back to the Gophers. Badger people were supposed to give it to the Minnesota people. That never happened. So now they have Paul Bunyan's axe here. Wisconsin laying seven. By the way, Minnesota can now not make the Big Ten championship game out of the West Division because uh, Iowa held on. Actually, Nebraska went nebraska and kind of blew that lead in the fourth quarter, something they've been doing all year. A lot of close losses for Scott Frost, guys. But nevertheless... It is either going to be Wisconsin or Iowa. Wisconsin wins, and they are in to perhaps play Michigan Wow! in Indianapolis. Ohio State still has something to say about that. If Wisconsin loses and the Gophers can get him and P.J. Flex guys can row the boat, then you're going to get Iowa all of a sudden in that Big Ten championship. We're, we're starting, look, we, we thought Bedlam would be between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. This could create a Bedlam effect here in the Big Ten if this lead holds with Michigan. And then let's see what Wisconsin can but, do against But Minnesota. back to this game, small lean to Minnesota. Okay getting seven here, even though there's more on the line. But I think that's now starting to get baked into the number. Let me just check this current number. Uh, Wisconsin, minus seven. There's some seven with some juice on the Wisconsin side. I think that's priced in because they know they have more to play for, figuratively speaking. And also, arguably the lowest total on the board, 39 in this game because you have the nation's number two defense in Wisconsin. I think Minnesota also ranked in the top ten. So, Probably going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, two quarterbacks that don't necessarily chuck it all over the field. No. A lot of running here. Very old-school defensive battle in Minneapolis. So, I think seven had a little value. I didn't bet it, but I would lean Minnesota. And right now, Ohio State, by the way, they've got a second and long here at about midfield. So, they're going to have a third and long coming up, uh, about third and six here at midfield. I wonder if they're already in two-down territory. We'll discuss when we see what happens there. But right now, let's do a little buy, sell, or hold. And let's do it in the Pac-12. And again, Utah right now, after that huge win they had last week over Oregon, they are the small favorite here at minus 165. Oregon, uh, after that loss here, at plus 170. Then the long shots, of course, uh, in Corvallis and out there in Tempe with Arizona State at 20-1. to Buy, sell, or hold here. Let's go to the Ducks for this plus 170 number. The rematch that they're going to have with Utah. Boy, the mm-hmm. first time around didn't look very good. Would you potentially think, all right, that game notwithstanding at plus 170, to win that football game, theoretically, if they can win in, in, uh, against uh, Oregon State today, yeah, that, that's a good number in a one-game playoff, if you will, against Utah. Yeah, and and right now we're seeing seven and a half. That was seven all week, so some support coming for the Ducks. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, even though when we talked with Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Network earlier in this program, look, credit Jonathan Smith. He has done a tremendous job for Oregon State up there in Corvallis. I think that's one of the toughest programs to win in the Pac-12 conference because obviously Oregon is the name brand nationally Mm -hmm. in terms of college football. You're also in Corvallis, more of a more rural, at least a little bit at that university. And it's tough to get talent. You got to be able to try to pluck some guys out of Northern and Southern California and Oregon State you know, doesn't have the traditions that some of these other programs do. They have a tradition, but, you know, 
have always can kind of been a bottom level program. So now seven and a half, and I do lean with the Ducks here because the Ducks, the Ducks just basically got out physical. And they that's did. what Utah does. That's what Kyle Whittingham does. They pound you in the trenches and they play physical football. It's like we're going to beat you in the fight. And beating you in the fight is going to lead us to winning the football game. So that's what you saw against the Ducks last week. I think Utah is the rightful favorite. And look, why wouldn't they be after what they did to Oregon last week? So, uh, But Oregon State, I believe, still, uh, I don't believe they can make the championship game. Washington State, I believe, can because of these scenarios. Washington State did win the Apple Cup yesterday. Mm -hmm. So... If this goes into, I believe, a three-way tie there in the Northern Division, I'm just getting my scenario right here a little bit. Uh, I believe Washington State, after all they went through this year with uh, Nick That's Rolovich amazing. and that staff getting let go because of the uh, the vaccine and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So right now, just to reset the Pac-12, Utah has already clinched the Southern Division, and they beat Colorado yesterday. Ducks win the North if they beat Oregon State here because they'd be a game ahead of the Beavers and the Cougs up in Washington State. If the Beavers win and there's a three-way tie between Washington State, Oregon, and Oregon State, Washington State is going to win the North thanks to a better divisional record within the North. So, you know, Washington State didn't lose to Washington last night, so that way the Beavers can't really win the division, so it's Ducks or Cougars at this standpoint. Let's go to the Big 12 here, and we know that this is going to be chaotic today in Bedlam for Oklahoma State in Oklahoma, but right now, to win the Big 12, Oklahoma, you can get them in a nice number at plus 200, and Baylor plus 375, and they are currently still leading Texas Tech at this juncture today. Wes, what do you make of there? Any buy, sells, or holds that you like in the Big 12? Well, you look at the money line here for what Bedlam is tonight because it looks like Baylor is going to get it done. Still a little bit more work to do. It is now a one-score game, by the way, 20-17, 12 minutes ago. So hold the phone on putting Baylor through, at least of yet. But you look at the money line tonight for Bedlam. I believe at BetMGM it's minus 170 on Oklahoma State. I'm even seeing some higher, 185, 190 in the market. 135 to win the Big 12. That obviously means they have to win two games, but less value than necessarily the money line. I was going to say, if you're laying the points or really laying money line on Oklahoma State, kind of think you'd want to lay it here to win the conference for about 50 cents less. I kind of right there with you there. That seems to make a lot of logical sense. Okay, right now, uh, before we go to break, we're going to have Chris Plank join us next to break down Bedlam and talk more about that Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game. Uh, looks like Georgia Tech, 38 nothing. Uh, they are trailing Georgia right now. So we're going to get that backdoor cover. Georgia Tech, we're running out of time there. There's a big review right now going on in the big house. It was third and 19 for Ohio State. And it looked like a great catch, but it's being reviewed to see if the ball hit. If it didn't, I have to assume Ohio State punts. Remember, they're down 15 in the final minute of the third quarter. So it's getting very interesting there. And you mentioned right now Baylor holding on to that lead against Texas Tech. So a lot of, of of tentacles here for how these early games might affect the games coming up and certainly the college football playoffs. So we have much more to get to. Don't go anywhere. Chris Plank does join us next to break down Bedlam right here in Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on college football. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team, and if your team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy college football like never before. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if the college team you bet on scores a touchdown. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here betting across America on VEASAN. And right now, they're going to the fourth quarter in Ann Arbor. A big fourth down decision here for Ryan Day. Fourth and about five, I believe, deep mm-hmm. in, in Michigan Territory. They, they got to go to come out of this break, right? Yeah, you would think so. Fourth and four from the 15 that they would go ahead and go for it. By the way, Michigan minus nine and a half, 55 and a half currently at BetMGM. Wow. And we thought that's where the Bedlam game was going to be Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. It might be in the big house right now with a shakeup in college football. It's always great to have Chris Plank join us again here on Betting Across America, Sooners of Radio Networks, uh, right there. And let's talk about Bedlam here, Chris, because again, I don't know what you're going to see here. What we're seeing in Michigan, Ohio State could have tentacles. But before we brought you on the program, I just asked you who you thought maybe. If they're watching this game, if you're Mike Gundy, if you're Lincoln Riley here, and you're going, who should we be rooting for? You really don't think it matters for the Big 12 what happens today in Ann Arbor, correct? Yeah, no, Dave, and I appreciate you guys having me on. We're actually on our way towards uh, Bedlam right now. Uh, from from Norman to, to Stillwater has been packed with some massive traffic jams. So my man, he wrote, <laughs> I'll be rolling. The voice of the Sooners is navigating us through the back roads. It's beautiful. Um, I, and, and, again, maybe some might look at this and say it, it, I, I'm, I'm aloof to, to how the committee might still view an Ohio State. But I, I think for both Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, if you win your next two games, you, you should feel pretty good about your chances to be in. I don't think anything's involving, say, an Ohio State still being in the conversation with two losses, or Michigan for that matter, I don't think that would concern either one of these teams. The, the, the problem becomes maybe how Notre Dame's viewed, if it gets down to it, or you know Alabama and Georgia is this incredible game, and it's a, it's a, a, a one-point game that it goes down to the wire, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Alabama still needs to be in there. So for me personally, um, I think you know, if, if the Big 12 champion, maybe more specifically Oklahoma, if they win their next two games and both of those wins for OU being over OSU and those wins for OSU potentially being over OU and a Baylor team in the top ten, I think they're going to have a pretty strong case to be knocking on the door regardless of if it's Ohio State or Michigan who loses here today. And speaking of those Baylor Bears, by the way, they did score now seven minutes left to go up 27-17 to 17 on the Texas Tech mm-hmm. Red Raiders. Of course, Baylor very much a factor if the Sooners do go down at T. Boone Bicken Stadium tonight then it's going to be Baylor against Oklahoma State. So, uh, Chris, flipping it to Bedlam, 
here tonight. Look, uh, I made the comment last week. I happened to be watching a little bit of that Oklahoma State-Texas Tech game last Saturday night on Fox, and I'm like, I'm used to 54-51, 45-42 between Oklahoma (laughs) State and Texas Tech. I was like, what is this? What has happened here with Oklahoma State? It was 23 to nothing. Uh, and look, this Cowboys defense, uh, as good as advertised. I mean, when you look at the numbers, it's like, okay, are they really that good? Third in total defense, fourth in rushing defense, 10th in yards allowed, second in the country in scoring defense. And look, we know the Big 12 offense reigns supreme, mm-hmm. but the Cowboys defense has been every bit real and spectacular this season. Yeah, number one in third down conversions against them, too, in the country. They're really good, and they're old. You know, and, and I say that as uh, as praise, right? They, they have redshirt seniors, 60-year guys all over that defense. And they're not dudes that are just, like, hanging on to their college careers. You know, they're ballers. They've been in the Jim Knowles system. They're defensive coordinator for a couple of seasons. So they're good. They're they're spearheaded by Malcolm Rodriguez, their middle linebacker, who was a talented player. Crazy story, guys, was a high school quarterback and not real highly recruited, kind of like David Collins, the kid who just went in the first round of Arizona uh, for Tulsa last year. He was a high school quarterback. Uh, was David Malcolm Rodriguez was a high school quarterback and has ended up being, you know, a, a Butkus semifinalist uh, with his play at linebacker this year. He leads them, and they've got, uh, across their defensive line, it's Redshirt Senior, Redshirt Senior. Red, I mean, they're just really experienced. And they're good. And it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, in, in what Dave Aranda and what John Haycock, the Iowa State defensive coordinator, have done, they're, they're that umbrella defense. They drop eight. You know, they force you to be patient. Oklahoma State doesn't really do that. You know, they disguise a lot. They're not afraid to come after you. They'll play some cover zero, and then they'll drop into zone. So, you know, for a freshman quarterback to maybe finally figure out, okay, this is what I would need to do against a Dave Aranda or a John Haycock defense, now it's a completely different world with what you see against Oklahoma State tonight, and you're right. It's a different world for everyone in the Big 12 to get to exactly what's going on defensively in this conference. We're talking with Chris Plank. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at the Plank Show from Sooner Radio Network. So, Chris, let's talk about Lincoln Riley a little bit here and what he's got to do against that Oklahoma State uh, Cowboy defense to, to come out victorious in this one. What have you made of the evolution, obviously the change of quarterback as we saw, because they were like walking that tightrope it felt like every Saturday for a lot of weeks early in the year. Have they found their their footing now offensively that they feel like, okay, we know that they're a really good defense, one of the best in the country, but now we feel like we figured this thing out as we get to the very end of of the regular season? Yeah, you felt that way from the Texas game to the end of the Texas Tech game. So I think that's like October 6th to like three weeks ago. No team was averaging more yards per play than the Oklahoma Sooners. Yards per play they were averaging in that stretch with Caleb Williams taking over, and that was even with a bit of a scary game against Kansas mixed into that. But, guys, over the last two weeks, I mean, they've hit a wall. You know, mm. they're, uh, if you were to look at just their third down conversions, they're like three for 19. Their pass defense has offense has fallen off the cliff. They ran the ball well against Iowa State, but didn't do it consistently. So just when you thought, like, we went to the bye week against after Texas Tech and, and thinking, man, this team's got a chance, they come out against Baylor and, and can't move the football. Now, I'm an excusinator, Dave. So the excusinator 5,000 would say they have had a lot of weird things happen. They have battled illnesses, the flu ravaged this team the week of the Baylor game. So uh, hopefully they're as healthy as they've ever been all season long. We may see Theo Wees back tonight, one of their receivers. So your hope is that they've had a couple of weeks to, to kind of get right and they've fixed what's been their kind of ill and they're ready to go into Stillwater and do what they've done every time they've gone to Stillwater since 2011 and that's when. Yeah, I think, well, Chris, we're going to let you go. Uh, obviously, we cannot wait to watch Bedlam today. Really appreciate Chris's time here. Uh, Chris Plank, again, follow him on Twitter at Plank Show from Suter Radio Network. It should be a great game. But to this point, Oklahoma's offense struggled, right? Mm-hmm. Looked like they found it with Caleb Williams. Then all of a yeah. sudden, hit that wall. Bad time to hit it against a great defense. Yeah, and uh, one thing that we uh, talked about earlier with uh, Michael Felder in the first hour, you know, Caleb Williams has a lot of potential. You see the flashes with the guy. Right. But sometimes he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And look, he's a true freshman being thrown into the situation to uh, be the quarterback at University of Oklahoma. Usually a lot of pressure that comes with that. When you have seemingly an NFL quarterback every single year right. with Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts and 
Sam Bradford, and I'm forgetting a few right now. But, you know, always a, a starting quarterback there at Oklahoma. So a lot of pressure there. And, look, I'm interested to see if he kind of has to go more freelance or he has to run the ball a little bit. He was 8 of 18 last week against Iowa State in terms of passing. So going to be a very interesting ball game. And now uh, uh, getting a little crazy here down in Uh-oh. Waco, Texas Tech. Uh, don't write them off just yet. They are in the end zone. 27-23, plenty of time. 6.40 left to go, PAT pending. And, of course, Ohio State did close off that drive now, 28-20. to Going into the fourth quarter, Michigan minus 7.5, 61.5 at BetMGM. And it converted a fourth down to do so. So, again, they still keep everything alive. What I mean by everything, obviously, getting into the college football playoff, getting into the Big Ten title game. Uh, and, of course, C.J. Stroud and his Heisman hopes here. They stay alive if they can bring bring the, the squad back. All of that could possibly go away. Here in the next uh, 12 minutes or so, we'll keep a watchful eye at Michigan with that eight-point lead. Maryland all over Rutgers here. You liked Florida today, and right now they're looking really good, 17-7, and knocking on the door for more against Florida State. Yeah, Florida State and both these schools actually trying to get ball eligible. Boy, that's ridiculous. Florida State and Florida, 5-6, and six, and you mentioned Maryland. Another 5-6 and six versus 5-6. and six. Looks like the Terps uh, about one quarter away from going ahead and getting that six-win first bowl bid in several years for that program. Miami now up 40-10 to 10 on Duke. And uh, don't look now, uh, UTSA, the Roadrunners, oh. down early, 17-3. to three. I disappointed you on that. Well, case. a little bit. Yes, I was I was looking for something else because I thought that Georgia Tech had gotten on the board. They haven't. It's still 45 nothing. Uh, Georgia over the Ramblin' Wreck. And again, uh, Wake Forest, what a season they're having. Uh, they are embarking on a 10-win season. They have a 41-10 lead here, under 10 minutes to go in Chestnut Hill. When we come back, we're going to have Ben Fox join us from Mandalay Bay. We have got a bunch of other games coming up here. We'll discuss them all when you come back with us right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.